0: Hello everybody. Welcome to this new episode of The Bat Cave. It is your host, Carter Bat. Now, today is not going to be an episode about the different events that you can do in speech and debate. Today is going to be an episode about the different opportunities that present itself with speech and debate. The one about the actual way the tournaments are run and everything will be a later episode. But for right now we're just going to be talking about the different benefits you get from joining and being active in a speech and debate team. So let's start it out. For example, halfway through my freshman year I transferred schools. So freshman year first half of school and then you know second half obviously. It was basically right at the end of the second semester like the My first week was the week after Christmas break. So here in Florida, that is when it is. I'm sure it's very similar to other places. And I, would, I am very positive in saying that there were only 10 people in the entire school that actually heard my voice that first half of the year that I was at the high school I'm currently going to. And it was because like most, you know, teenagers, I was shy. And, and, you know, that year I didn't do anything. And then next year I was like, Hey, I didn't really do anything in speech and debate last year. I'll go again. You know, I, they basically just said, Hey, here are the classes you can go into. And I was like, I'll go into speech and debate because, you know, I had nothing better to do. And then, but then my second year runs around, I'm a sophomore now. And I'm thinking like, Hey, I'll join speech and debate again. It'll be fun. You know, I chose an event last year that I started to learn how to do. And, you know, I'll be able to, you know, get better at it. So my sophomore year comes around. I do, my sophomore year comes around. I do about, I don't know, I go to maybe three, four tournaments at the most. You know, I'm still, I'm starting to, you know, progress and everything. But the most important thing is, you know, I made a few friends. And, of course, whenever you join any club, especially, you know, a club where you have to interact with other members of the team to be successful, um, you're going to make a few friends. And I made a few friends. I was feeling good. You know, I really liked the coach slash teacher of the class because it was an actual period as well as a club. And, you know, I really liked the teacher, you know. So I was like, so my junior year, naturally, I joined speech and debate again. And, you know, it goes debate, one, debate two, debate three, honors, debate four, you know. I think there are like in total seven different levels of debate classes. And my junior year is when I really started to competing. So for the first half of the year, I did something called extemporaneous speaking. Now I'm sure you know people know what the word extemporaneous speaking means. Um, well, it's two words, but it's you don't know the topic of your speech, you go to the tournament, they give you the topic. And then you have half an hour to write a speech, and you and it's a seven-minute speech. There's a 30-second grace period, which means you can go all the way up to seven minutes and 30 seconds without being penalized or penalized, however you want to say it. And, you know, that sounds very daunting. And it, it is. It is very nerve-wracking when you get there, and you're like, oh, am I going to get a, a topic I know a lot about? Am I going to a topic I know nothing about? And But what it teaches you to do Is it teaches you to, you know, obviously think on your feet, which is a big issue that, you know, a lot of people have nowadays, especially younger people. Now, I'm not going to be ragging on younger people. I'm not a boomer, but, you know, my dog is scratching the door. Thank you, Kiwi. But I would like to say that, you know, I think people in general, not just younger people, but everybody in general can use more practice thinking on their feet. And, um, and another thing it got me doing was able, got me able to do is talking in front of people. I don't know, because when you're performing an extemporaneous speaking, it's just you and the judge in the room. There's nobody else. You know, the other competitors are waiting outside or, well, I mean, the drawings are staggered, so they should be coming in right as you're leaving, but that never happens. Judges are always late. And what that, got me to be able to do was to be able to talk and just talk about any topic that I wanted to. And, um, without, you know, speech and debate was without speech and debate, I never would have been able to, you know, be able to get my point across. And now I'll transfer, I'll switch to halfway through my junior year. First half I did extemporaneous speaking. Second half I, um, I started i switched to something called a humorous interpretation where that's basically you take a script you perform it you do a whole bunch of different voices you do a whole bunch of different characters and that is the event that i very much excelled at because you know i figured out that hey i'm good at making my voice not sound like my voice and you know i'm able to characterize i had experience acting in middle school and elementary school i guess and um and another thing, and, you know, it's like, okay, that's not your words. What is that going to teach you? It What it teaches you is it teaches you how to captivate an audience, not like with a gun, but, you know, like it teaches you, because in this event, it's you and all your competitors and the judge in the room. You, you know, seven other people, six other people, inclu- not including the judge, so like, But it depends on, you know, how many competitors there are at the tournament. And what it teaches you to do is it teaches you how to address an audience. Sure, you're not addressing the audience as yourself, but you're still addressing an audience. And I know that there are people with stage fright, and I completely understand that. I used to be like that, and I know, but mine was never that bad. So I'm not saying, like, if you actually have, you know, get very bad stage fright, that this, you know, will work for you. But, um... What I will say is, you know, if you think you will be able to get up on stage and you will be able to do it, even though you get pretty nervous before you start talking, I would very highly recommend speech and debate. So now that now um I'm I'm done talking about myself, I'll tell you about you know a few of the trips, which again is me more about me talking about myself. I'm the only person on the show. i I can I'm I'm just going to talk about myself and what it. One of the best weekends of my life was a speech and debate tournament, and yes, it was extremely stressful. But I live in Florida. I've only been to a handful of states, you know, because you know why would we leave? You know, people come here to vacation. People in Florida don't leave to vacation. At least we didn't, because you know, uh, you know, universals here. There's beaches everywhere. There are so many amusement parks and everything. But I've always liked traveling. And um, I went to Pennsylvania, the uh, university, you know, the UPenn, the Ivy League, I'm actually wearing my UPenn sweater right now. And it's not important. But um, there's just something so like unique about a whole bunch of high schoolers and high school graduates because there were old members of the speech and debate team that were there that were chaperones basically there's something so special about being able to go to another state you know and you know it's not like we're in florida and we went to georgia we're in florida and we went up to pennsylvania we went up to upenn um just to be able to experience all the things with people your own age. Because normally when teenagers travel, you know, who's there, your family, your parents, your brother, that's a lot. That's very different than sharing a hotel room with three of what I would have considered my closest friends and being able to do that, being able to experience, you know, a city, a big city, you know, I, there's, I live in, you know, a suburb, there's no huge high rise buildings here. And being able to go up there, especially when it was cold, we don't get cold here. And that was the first time I saw snow. Like it flurried for maybe 30 seconds, you know, a very light snowing for you no, know, maybe a minute. And, but it was the first time I saw snow. And I never would have had those opportunities if I didn't pull the trigger and join Speech and Debate. And while, yes, I am specifically referring to Speech and Debate, this is. Something that can happen in any club, you know, whatever club you want to join. But I'm just talking about my personal experiences. And but none of that would have been possible. You know, seeing snow, even just going up to Pennsylvania and seeing the campus of the University of UPenn, that never would have been possible if I didn't pull the trigger and actually start competing in speech and debate because not only would I've not had the confidence to get up and talk in front of people and perform like the way I did I wouldn't have even had an opportunity to go up there and like it's it's uh and that brings me to my next point is you know I never would have been had the confidence or anything like that speech and debate is one of the most helpful events to or not events helpful clubs to join just to help you get through high school because it not only does it give you know the experience of let's say writing speeches which very easily the skills of writing speech can transfer to skills of writing an essay for an English class you know doing a research paper for a history class um it also the generally, because it's, you know, an academic, um, it's an academic, you know, extracurricular activity, you're going to be surrounded with people that are taking the hard classes that are, that have the notes from the past year that you might be able to use. You know, I'm not saying cheat off of them, but if the teacher doesn't find out, it's not cheating, but um, being surrounded with like-minded people in similarly motivated people, is another thing that can only happen in an afterschool club. And besides that, I've made friend people that I hope hope can be my lifelong friends. You know, they're very accepting, they're very nice. And that's because in the speech and debate world, virtually, I'm not gonna say all the time, people are generally nice to each other. Like, you know, you go to a tournament, you perform, you're gonna, everybody's gonna clap for you. Everybody's gonna tell you, you did great. You know, sometimes they might be lying to you, but most of the time, you know, they generally think, hey, that person got up there, they gave their performance, they did a good job. Even if you didn't do a good job, you still got up there and gave a performance. But like the um, people that are genuinely like mean in the speech and debate world doesn't happen that often. You know, sure, people might be indifferent, but nobody's going to go up there and tell you, oh, you did bad. You did, you didn't do this right. People are going to go, Oh, you did really good, but Hey, what you could choose changes this. And that brings me to my next point about speech and debate is it teaches you kind of, it teaches it's one of the only things in high school that actually teaches you stuff for after high school, you know, like people that play football. I used to play football. I love football, I played left tackle. Um, you know most of those people are not going to be able to make a career out of playing football sure there might be one or two every once in a while from the school i go to but most of those people the last time they're going to play high they're going to play football like in a league is that they might be a walk on for a college you know if they get a scholarship that's amazing my brother got a scholarship he got a full ride um, for playing football which is awesome but If that doesn't happen, what speech and debate teaches you how to do is it teaches you how to interact with people in a professional manner. And let me give you an example of this. So I'm going to be the first one to say this. I am an awful student, you know. So because of that, I have to go to tutoring. And there's this private tutoring place near my house. You go there, um, you know, I go there from three to five. I do my homework there. They help me. It's great. But they also have a school, it's called Day Academy, where the kids go there and you can like straight up get your diploma from this tutoring place. And, um, you know, one day, cause it's getting towards the time when I'm gonna graduate, you know, I got asked by one of the, I I guess a manager there, I'm not really sure what to call her. She goes, hey, do you want a job here? You know, working with the Day Academy kids and being a tutor after you graduate? And I was like, Yeah, I do. But, you know, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, you know, why does she want me to be a tutor for them? They know my grades. They know I'm barely passing high school. And it got me thinking in this world, it's not about what you know, it's how you portray what you know. If you have somebody that has the entire sum of human knowledge, in their brain, or I guess in this case at our fingertips because of mobile phones or whatever, let's say they knew everything, but they were extremely bad at, you know, talking to people, like portraying what they know. They would be a worthless teacher versus somebody that has an average understanding or a slightly above average understanding of a topic that is a great teacher, They would that, that has like the, has great teaching skills, they would be a great teacher. And that's kind of indicative of life. If people like you, if people like talking to you, if people find you intelligent, even if you're not the most intelligent person in the room, they're going to want to hire you. And that is something that my dad told me when I was very young, but I was young and it didn't really click until I got asked if I wanted to work and be a tutor. And But I would not have the skills to get my point across if I would never joined speech and debate. So that is all the time we have for tonight. Thank you for listening. See you next time in the Batcave.